Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Felt like someone was stabbing me with a knife. I knew he was big, but I didn't know how big. Was he over 10 pounds? 10 pounds, 4 ounces. Do you guys believe in soulmates? Yes. Actually? No. You know you don't. Oh, because that started got a fight. fight. Yeah, you guys got in a big fight about that during premarital counseling. The biggest divorce rate is empty nesters when all your kids are gone. Oh. Wait, really? That's I an, no yeah, idea. the largest percentage. It could be easy to just go our separate, like you start doing your hobbies and I'll do my hobbies. We're committed. We would never get a divorce. One of us would just be dead. We would just kill the other one. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm kidding. My body would never be found. What's, What's up, up dudes? And welcome back to the Unplanned Podcast. Yay! Yay! Today we are joined by my parents. This is their second appearance on the podcast. You guys are only our second guest to appear on the podcast twice. Wow. wow. So We're honored. We're popular. Hey, we're honored to have you here. <laughs> I'm honored that you're wearing our merch. Thank you. I love these. These are comfortable. What do, you, really yeah, like what do you guys think about it? Yeah, Give me your honest feedback on the merch. I like it. It really is warm and cozy. It feels nice and soft. It's quality. I can tell it's got quality fabric. I like this color. Wait, that makes me happy. We didn't Quality, pay them wait. to say that, by the way. Yeah, that this is honestly their. This is their free, real right? Feedback. I get it free. You get it free. We okay. will give it to you for free. <laughs> I'm kidding. Talk to us afterward. We will. We will pull some. We strings. will ship it to your house. This is a <laughs> good ship color. It to you. I like this. Isn't color. Isn't the blue cool? Yeah, I, I really like. I like it. the blue, but I really like the black. Oh, you like the black yes. more? Because I kind of like. I I think people might like the blue more, but you're you're. This is the black. unique. When you get fat like me, then <laughs> you wear the black. It hides my belly. It covers a lot of. Yeah. I'm excited to have you guys on today because I just realized you've been married for 31 years. That is a long time. It feels yeah. longer. <laughs> it feels longer. It just seems longer. <laughs> Do you remember what life was like before marriage? It was wonderful. <laughs> no. Stop. She said no. Stop. <laughs> Mom, what about you? Do you remember life before marriage? Not hardly. It just kind of feels like you've eternally been married. been married to this man. I can't imagine any other... Way. man <laughs> no it's been it has been wonderful Do you guys believe in soulmates yes actually no you know you don't oh because that started, started a fight, fight. Yeah, started Wait, a you fight. guys got in a big fight about that during premarital counseling right yeah. exactly yeah we you were at the church the story? and uh, our survey indicated that we we're a perfect match but there's a couple things that we we're pretty extremely far extremely on. different on and it was about you feel like this is the only person that you could be married to and be happy and I said no, and mom said yes. Yeah, and like was I like, was like 10, yes, because it's like, like two weeks two. before the marriage. I'm like, yes, Dang. it's my one and only. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so yeah. that really hurt your feelings. Yeah, because the way I thought about yes. it is like if I lived in a different state and yeah. never met mom, I'm sure I'd probably find somebody as nice, but not as pretty, that I could be married to <laughs> and enjoy my life with. Good answer. Yeah, Abby yeah. and I were talking about that because we kind of both agree that we don't believe in soulmates, so... Um, what about you? Has well, your opinion okay. changed? I think you swayed my opinion. Oh, on I that. did. Yeah, because I think, like, if you wouldn't have been so logical about it, I would have been like, yeah, I think we are soulmates. Like, I couldn't be with anyone else. Yeah. But your logical brain has changed my brain to think about things more logically, I guess. 
Has your opinion changed, Mom? Yes, because I my brain is logical too. But this, like I said, this was like within weeks of the wedding. Yeah. So I was all goo goo and in wedding mode and in love, which is good. Yes. And I'm still in love. But me too. Being that I have a logical brain, I was like, "You're right. There's there's somebody in Alaska. There's somebody in yeah. California. There's somebody." You I think know, relationships mm-hmm. matter if it's a spouse or a friend. Takes work. You know, there's friends that I've had years ago and I don't see them very often and we've kind of grown apart and the same thing happens if you're not together and you're doing things on a regular basis you grow apart yeah and whether um it's somebody you met in your state or you met far far away it just takes effort and if you're apart from that person you lose that relationship you lose that uh, uh that bond yeah mm, that's don't a you agree point. when you think that's yeah. and true oh, totally communication so yeah so we try to spend thing. Time every night together, and you know, I, I think it's important that I had an opportunity to go to Peoria, Illinois, but a lot more money, and I knew that would not be good for our, our life, our marital life. So I, I decided not to pursue that because I just knew that you know, once you get displaced, and we know people that are living that kind of life where Wait, they are you work. talking about like a job opportunity yeah. that happened recently. Where you no, got- this is uh, about two and a half years ago yeah pretty oh, recent and you were thinking about like living separate lives almost that you can make yeah, your money during the week. i did an interview for the position but the guy who i knew worked for a company that i work for and i said hey we think you might be a good fit we'd be interested and he told me how much money it was going to be and a it was, lot it was more than three times almost five times as much money as i make and so wow it's very very tempting and i did an interview because i realized if i go up to peoria and i'm away from mom and the family and this is you know three years ago whatever it just wouldn't be good you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not healthy. Unhealthy. I mean, if you have to do it for a period, people do what they have to do. But yeah. long term, I don't think it's healthy. But there's lots of people that do that. They live their lives where one of them has to be a part. And it's just tough, you know? Yeah. yeah. Celebrities have that issue. Uh, we're not in the, celebrities. In the you guys industry. are celebrities. Oh, you we got, are celebrities. Yeah, you guys are a fan favorite <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, so serious note, though. Has there ever been a time in the 31 years that you've been married that you didn't think you were going to make it or that you that you thought oh this is really hard i don't know i don't know how we're going to move forward probably about four or five times i guess <laughs> well, i don't know it's kind of hard to quantify yeah. but yeah there was times where yeah. we were bickering ups and, and downs uh, i'd say look wait bickering no bickering and if you think it'd be better <laughs> off that I'm gone, I'll oh. pick up and leave, you know. And, and you know, I, I really don't want to leave because I love her and I would hate to be apart from, from mom. But we were just kind of having a tough time. But uh, we worked through it. It's not 50-50, as you guys know. It's sometimes you're giving 100 and the other person's giving 10. And, you know, it's just commitment. We're committed to each other. And one of the biggest is... I think the biggest divorce rate is empty nesters when all your kids are gone. Wait, really? I had no idea. Yeah, the largest percentage. Because you're just in this grind mode of you take him there, I'm here, you're there, you know, here's dinner. And you you don't even have time to think and you try to fit each other in, which we tried to do that. Always have time for each other because you don't want the kids to be gone and then be like, what is your name? I don't even remember you. So... I was pretty good and intentional about scheduling, you know, our time weekends away or whatever Mm -hmm. once a year um, so that we could stay. Oh, yeah. I remember the big, was it her 40th? 
Or yeah. not yeah. fifth. Yeah, 40th. 40th. You guys went to Hawaii yeah. for a big yes. trip. And it was, was it was a week away from the kids. Yep. So that was, that was uh, huge. 17 years ago? Yeah. Something As like parents, that. was that hard to be away from the kids? Because how old were they at that time? Oh, you guys are little. Oh. Matt, yeah. you were 25? So Josh I was, was three. Yeah. I was seven. Three. Yeah, that was the hardest. Josh was three. Matt was seven. And Caleb was nine. And I think we kidded about this Matt could have cared less because they were He's very with, independent. They were with each of my sisters, mom, grandmas, like two, three days with each person. Okay. No one could handle them more than two days because it was a lot, you <laughs> know, lot. three, seven, and nine. But Caleb wanted to talk to us every day, and Josh did. But Matt was like, hey, bye, see ya. <laughs> well, one of our relatives had a trampoline, and you guys wouldn't let us have a trampoline. I know. So you would call, and I'm like, I'm doing backflips on the trampoline. I don't want to talk right now. This is so much <laughs> That's fun. That's so yeah. yeah. Well, they had all girls, so it was a little safer, you know, but <laughs> you were boys. But so anyway, it's lately we've been reading books on empty nesters and how to communicate and how to spark that fire and... Uh, just doing our bucket list of what we want to do now that yeah. everybody's out of the house. So do you enjoy, as far as your marriage, is your marriage better or worse now that kids are out of the house? It's kind of hard to say. It's just a different... Um, Season. Different uh, intensity, I guess, is to what makes you happy. I guess we have more time and we have the chances of the kids. So it's a little bit more f- freedom, I guess, that we have to do what we want to do. But we're work. That's why we're working on it. Like it could be okay. easy, easy to just go our separate. Like you start doing your hobbies, and I'll do my hobbies. That's the book I'm reading. That, yeah. So they didn't have the busyness of their family, but they so they each started doing all the things that oh, they really? wanted to do that they couldn't with mm. kids. Okay. Instead of doing them together. So like we've been walking the Katy Trail. We've been going to Augusta and just walking the Katy Trail and going to the winery or these. Yeah. Uh, beer gardens or whatever just for the day you know mm-hmm. that's in our backyard but we've also been working on a bathroom project that takes a lot of time and, and mom's done 97 percent of the planning wow and, and that's what this family did too you let everything go in the house when you have mm-hmm. kids you know mm-hmm. what i mean especially three boys that just got destroyed and now we're fixing up everything and dad yeah. just fixed up a gym in the basement yeah Mm-hmm. Who's going to work out in that gym? Guests? People come to Guess. visit? We'll charge you. I still can't believe you're a building membership. a whole gym. I'm like, you don't even work out at your own house. Yes, Why would you build will. a house? Yes, Oh, my gosh. So our unfinished part of the basement just didn't have any drywall. And I just thought it'd be a little bit more uh, appealing to me if I could put a TV Classy. down there and have something that's a little more appealing and inviting. And I need to get some better lighting. So, But anyway, um, it's pretty much done. And we had a little leak in our expansion tank, which sprayed water everywhere. But I got that fixed. And uh, we're excited for you guys to see it. Who cleans your house now that there's no kids there to clean it for you? Because I used to clean all the hair. It doesn't get dirty. I clean all the hair off of your bathroom floor with the the little sticky roller. And and that was for pet dander. That wasn't even supposed to be for human dander, but it worked. And I just, hairy. I thought everybody did that. I thought every, dad's I thought dad's every a hairy monster. Up, I think you both are. I mean, there was so no, much hair on that floor. This is the only thing I lose. He's yeah. No. Yeah. You, you wait. Those two little boys you got, they're going to make messes where you didn't think you could have more of a messy thing. And it's just a yeah. constant battle. Yeah. Seriously. Did you guys hire a cleaner? What, what are you doing? No. For yeah. She's got me. <laughs> You were good about having your boys do stuff around the house and be Learn. respectful. Yes. Like, I guess, what are some of your best tips for, like, we have two boys now, not three yet. Got two. I feel like we're going to have a third boy. I'm just saying it. I really feel like we will. Probably so. 
and no. that'll be the end. You I already have a have girl, named. and I'm going to spoil her rotten. I would love a little girl. Anyway, not about us. No. What are your best tips for raising little boys or little kids in general? I guess my biggest tip is just give them the time they need, and uh, um, you guys are doing a great job with it. You know, raising oh, two wonderful little boys. I know you're just getting started with it, but just uh, being understanding, and it's more about your relationship with them than the stuff. I came home one time and mom was trying to get the boys to clean something and they put this cleaner on the carpet and it created a stain. And I was so upset that our nice house is going to have this permanent stain. It's still there. And it's still the white, there. The white you know spot on the carpet. Was that Josh it's, or me? It's more remember. important that you guys are learning to clean and helping your mom and that our house was lived in. It didn't have to be perfect. It was about your relationship with your family, not how pretty the house was. And I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. So if something gets ruined or messed up, don't make a big deal about it. I know it's kind of stinks. It's money. You're trying to keep your house nice, but it's more important to have that relationship with your child than it has to have a perfectly clean house. That's well, great. yeah. And, but if you're a perfectionist, which I can be, or used to be, you know, you can do it better than they can. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take way longer to show them at two or three, how to fold towels or whatever. And it's going to look bad. But you just have to take a deep breath and be like, "This for the long in the long run, this is this is good." That's you know how I mean? you learn. I don't yeah. know. I clean that bathroom floor pretty good. You would tell me, "Hey, Matt, can I eat off of this? Because if I can't <laughs> eat off of it, it's not clean enough." <laughs> well, the other thing yeah. is, you know, your boys are little now. They're not at that age where they start fighting. But uh, mom came home one time when you and Caleb were having a big fight. And Caleb had you some type of a headlock. This was like And you were scratching him. His neck was just all scratched up, bleeding. And you're all red-faced. And she told me about it. And I thought it was somewhat funny. But but it's also scary because you get to a certain point, you can hurt each other. But that uh, was rare. Yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't really fight that much. How did you do that? Because I'm... Like, literally actively dreading the day that Griffin and Augie start fighting with each other. I swear. It's going to happen. It depends on your oldest. It really, Mm. because we saw a lot of boy families in baseball, because John coached a lot of baseball and soccer, and we would go on these tournaments, and there was an older boy with little brothers, and they would be so mean to them, and the parents would do nothing, and it just broke my heart. Mm. But Caleb set the standard. I mean, I mean... I'm not saying it's anything to do with us. I'm saying he has a great heart and was a very good big brother. And I think that trickled down, you know, to Matt, which then trickled down to Josh. Like, I think he really helped to make it a good situation. And I think you got on top of those things right away. I did. If you let it fester, then it's hard to kind of bring it back down to a level where you can manage it. So you're doing a good job if you tell um, Griffin, hey, be good to your little brother. Don't hit him. Don't, Don't be mean. All those kind of things, mm-hmm. and it just he realizes, oh, this is my little brother. I got to be good to my little brother, and I think that's important to learn at an early age. Because later on, they'll have some issues. There's so much ugliness in the world, and people beating up on each other. We're going to be good to each other in this house, mm-hmm. and I think we might have talked about that last time. Not every night, but a lot of nights we'd go around the ha- the table, and everybody had to compliment, say one nice thing about each person. <laughs> I remember that. It sounds kind of corny. But you got to look for it the positive. It lifts them up. It and lifts like you up. People that I've watched in your comments where people say negative things about you, and it's like, I don't understand why people would follow somebody just so they can haunt them and say something negative. Just be positive. You know, be positive. I These agree two with you, people Dad. are 
great people. They're doing a good job raising these two little boys, and they would not want nothing better than for their fan base to enjoy their friends and family and do good for each other. And you guys do that, so thank you. That's really nice. Thanks, That's Dad. That's so sure. nice. They're literally like some of our biggest fans. It's so, so sweet. Guys, I feel like you guys listen to every podcast. Almost. We 90%. used to. But yeah, do, do you watch every podcast or YouTube video? Like, <laughs> Almost. We've watched some that we disclose some things that we, we didn't don't know. know about. <laughs> like babies being conceived in our house. I you guys watch every episode. So I'm like, oh my god. And then that's why I say, oh my gosh, my parents are going to watch this. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as we watch it, we send you a message. Yeah. Or like yeah. Groupon. Someone think, said they use Groupon. I think and you're you guys like, figured out that we conceived our child at Thanksgiving yeah. last year at your house. So you go, my mom that. uses Groupon all the time. That yeah. time you using are a big Grouponer. My, uh, you are big into coupons, mom. You have stashes of coupons in your house. Used like to. everywhere. Used to. Oh, you don't, so is it now yeah, virtual? Yeah, it's, it's more like virtual now. But that's nice. Yeah. You have less clutter. I know. Is mom decluttering a little bit? Or what a blessing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's things that she's getting rid of. Okay. One thing I've started to do for her is I get her flowers about once a month. She really likes flowers. More than that, you've been almost like once a week. That's nice. Good well, job, Dad. Right before they clear out all flowers at the cemetery, that's why you usually go in and get <laughs> oh something else. <laughs> that was you can find one. some really good uh, decorations. So Has Dad the, gotten funnier as he's gotten older? Yeah. Or you think so? I just yeah. think I'm funny. Okay. So this is the thing. You know, when you have three kids and I stayed home some and work part-time some and you're always just saving for them and their college you know i was like i don't need flowers like that's just a waste of money it's frivolous i always said that and now i'm like having a different mindset i'm like josh is a junior you and caleb are at gone i want to have flowers sometimes so almost it's almost every week you get yeah it's flowers. not so much the flowers just is the idea it's that so i'm thinking of her and i come home yeah. with flowers and she goes oh my gosh he thought about me so today. i have them friday saturday sunday i work from home monday and i just can sit with them and it's nice for abby yes. that's coffee i'll go and get her a coffee like almost every morning and she yeah. loves it it was crazy the first time that i did it her the day was just amazing she was so <laughs> she was so happy it was just Ooh. a great day and i thought man i need to do this no but like every you day. said it's not about the actual thing is that you thought of us right. and right. that yeah. you went and did something. Right. And right. I think I think about you all the time, but usually I don't accompany it by an action. So if I have an action that accompanies that, then you're aware. Oh, you think Matt, about me all the time? Of course. Aww, I think positive it, thoughts? By the way, can we, just, can we just spam the comments with Abby looks so cute in her headband? Yes. I don't know why she never wears headbands, but this little headband she's wearing today is so cute. Because I feel like Alice cute. in Wonderland. I love it. I've never seen you wear... <laughs> Alice. I haven't seen you wear a headband in years. I don't know why no, you decided to wear that today. One. But it's so cute. I've always thought it drew too much attention to my ears. I think you have cute ears. <laughs> They're a little really bitty. Pretty. You're really, really pretty. I do have little ears. You're Maybe just that's a why really, it's kind of hard for me to hear. You're a lovely mom. And you look with, so good. As a Thanks, mom, babe. it's really helpful to keep your hair yes. out of your face. Especially nursing. I'm like looking down. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. this is great. So you send in gorgeous. the headbands. <laughs> I know. I just got two more headbands from Amazon for $5.25. No way. Awesome. Wait, is it because I complimented it last yeah. night? And then you were like, I want to get more of these? No, you complimented it. It's cute. Oh, I did that today. Yeah. That's right. So I okay. just did buy now. Oh, before I forget, so we ate at a restaurant with these two this afternoon. And on the way out, some fans recognize you. And you guys do a great job when somebody recognized you and oh. you took pictures with these little kids. And it, it meant the world for this little girl to be able to have her picture taken with yeah, you guys. that was precious. So that's Aww. something that I've watched and observed. Because I, if it was I in your position, I might be tired. I don't, don't want to do it. You guys just light up. And uh, it's really Aww. neat to see how you guys... Um, I guess support your fans re- support your fans and just react to how fans uh are so happy because they're gonna see you one time maybe in their whole life 
and for you to take your time out of your day to support the, I guess, their interest in you and take pictures. That's really neat. It's really that's cute. So Thanks, nice. That's so yeah. really yeah. nice. Yeah. No, it's really important. I see that. So, yeah, thank it's you. precious. Thank you. Yeah. Well, back to the raising boys thing. I totally forgot my question. So. <laughs> well, okay, wait. Something about having kids. That's you, guys, yeah. you guys got married, but then you waited almost five years yeah, to almost. have kids. Whoa, yeah, whoa hold we up. We got married in 92. Kayla was born in 96. And that was years. in your 30s because I told Abby the other day, we could literally wait like eight years to have more children and that yeah. would be in our 30s just like you did because you were 30 and dad was 32 when you had Caleb, right? Yeah. I think... You know, we dated two years and then got engaged and then were engaged a year. So we were together three years before okay. we got married. And then, yeah, we waited four and a half before we had Caleb. Whoa. So really we were together seven and a half years. And I really, we just always talked, unfortunate, like no one in my family had ever divorced, and but my mom and dad did, right? When we were getting married. Okay. So we were like, okay, we really wanna make sure this is right. You know, there's no need to rush. And unfortunately, John, family his dad that happened quite a bit yeah and so we were like we don't want this to happen with well, this is forever we're mm-hmm. we're getting this yeah is a covenant. i was very concerned about making the wrong decision and getting divorced i wanted to make sure i waited until i so we waited to was, get married we ready, knew after three months we were going to get married okay but we waited three years just to get because you need to go through all the mm-hmm. ups and downs and all you know there's going to be valleys there's going to be mountains and there were and you know we did it and then we were like let's just enjoy our time and then have kids and not think oh i wish we could go out and i wish we could do this Mm -hmm. and i wish yeah you know we had some fun and then we we were ready to stay home you know and we and so we're committed for life i said we would never get a divorce. One of us would just be dead. We would just kill, <laughs> kill the other one. Don't do that. I'm kidding. I'm, it's a joke. I, I see joke. you watching Dateline all the time, yeah, Mom. I wonder what that Dateline. is. She knows how to get rid of me, he and says my body would never be found. How to kill your husband. It's always how to kill your you wife. You heard it right here, folks. You know, if there's everything, it's, anything ever happens to my parents, you know how it happened. Matt, there's no way that we could drag your dead bodies anywhere. Think about how heavy okay. you'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you talking about <laughs> this right now? You're into that, too. You, Abby listens to Crime Junkie. It's, a, it's like a... Junkie? I would have to push you off of a cliff or something. I think he knows how to kill people shirts. like very efficiently. <laughs> she listens to this stuff all the time. It's the interesting it's stuff. A, it's about. honestly, I feel like it's a woman's innate like <laughs> urge to figure out how to stay alive because it's always the women, <laughs> right? Ninety nine percent of the time, it's the guy doing it. I heard about that one where the the two best friends ended up like having a little something come up in. One of the best friends hooked up with his other best friend's wife, and then they murdered mm-hmm. the best friend. Yeah, but she had a man oh. do it with her. Well, I guess she, yeah, was, she was the culprit. She was the one that convinced. They said that he got eaten by crocodiles. It I wasn't think. true. She just oh, had the guy. Okay. Honestly, let's it's go just to really good. sad. Yeah, let's yeah. think about no. positive things. No. We yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. But I think that stuff is selfish when people make those decisions. You know, it's yeah. just selfish. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. We love using SeatGeek to find the best deals on shows, games, everything from the above. Everything from the above. And we actually <laughs> went to a show on my birthday a year and a half ago using SeatGeek. What's really nice is you can find deals on tickets by using their tools to see if they're in the red, the green, the yellow. Green obviously means you got a good deal. SeatGeek has pricing technology to tell you when it's a good deal and when it's not a good deal. So they make it super easy for you to buy tickets, find deals. You can literally do it right on your phone or your computer if you're old school. 
Yeah. And we've used it much more frequently than just a year and a half ago. I think that was <laughs> yeah. just the first time we... Actually, no, it wasn't even Wait, the first time. Wait, was that time. the first time we used Geek? No, but we've, oh, okay. we've used it before, then we've used it many times since. And I even looked recently for us to go to the Nutcracker. It is the best, most simple app. And, you know, we came through for you guys. We have a code. Use our code UNPLANNED for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code UNPLANNED. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Thank you. Now back to the episode. You didn't have kids for, you said, three and a half years? Four and a half. Four and a half. Just to make sure they were going to stay together. But dad, I remember there was a time in your life where you thought you would never get married and you thought you would never have kids. Why did you decide to have kids? What changed? Uh, A short skirt and tan legs. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awful. That's weird. I'm pretty deep. No, I'm a shallow guy. I saw mom. I was like, wow, she is... Hot. So I just walked right over to her, introduced myself, and the rest is history. There's much prettier women that you've seen, you saw before. Hey, you know that. what? Who's the uh, gal that reminds me of you? And I took a picture, compared your eyes or her eyes. Oh no, I don't look anything like what's her. What's her name? Just don't. No. Come on, what's her name? I, Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. I, so Heidi Klum and Mom have the same <laughs> eyes and I, nose. So I took a picture of Mom and Heidi Klum. She goes, what are you doing? I said, hang on a second. And I edited it and showed both of them. And her eyes and nose, he's both losing of them his eyesight. similar. Anyway. So maybe she's your other soulmate. You know, maybe she's the other <laughs> she person is. that she could have worked no, out with. No, I think your mother is beautiful and I'm, I couldn't be happier. That doesn't make sense. But you, you went from okay. not wanting to get married and but, have yeah, kids. But kids. Well, but kids, I, though, I didn't think I could be happy. happy being married and having to deal with kids and all the stuff that goes on with kids. I just wanted to be rich, famous, and do whatever I wanted to do and just be all about me. And then I had two guys I worked with, Mike and uh, I can't remember. Matter. So anyway, I was talking Let's to two Dave. of them. Dave. And one guy uh, was traveling and going to Hawaii and just having a great time. And then Mike... Uh, was married, had three daughters, and he spent all his time on his kids and money on his kids, and they were doing dance classes and everything, and he drove an older vehicle, and the other guy had a hot rod car, and I was like, I don't want to be like uh, the other guy and not be like Mike. And Mike sat me down. He was my boss, and he goes, now look, someday you're going to wish you had a family, and it's going to be important that you have family, and family is more important than a car that's going to rot and rust and everything else. And uh, he was right. So I, I look I, at me. I, I'm, I'm blessed to have a wonderful uh, son, grandson, and great um, daughter-in-law, and uh, couldn't be happier. That's you really, really wished you had a daughter, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But someday I'll have a granddaughter. You think We're so? trying. You think it's going to happen? Yeah. He will. Yeah. But when you got married, when you got married, though, it was. Did you guys always know that you were going to have kids, or was that a topic of discussion? Yeah, we talked about okay. it. It was just a quantity. And we're he have. wanted three, and I wanted three, right. so that was good. We always said three. Oh, okay. I don't know that why. Is really good. And people say, "Oh, when you ride the roller coaster, you have an odd person." All this weird stuff. It's like, how often are you on a roller coaster? Exactly, John or I'll or sit alone. Or if you're in a booth having um, dinner at a restaurant, you, just pull up a you chair. can have you know a set of four. Having five is difficult, but sometimes spouse is not there or one of the kids is going to a friend's house. And then one day somebody said, well, now you got your golf foursome. So I got three boys and myself. I said, yep, someday I'll have to you know, take my boys out and have our golf foursome. We've never done it, but yeah, we've never done <laughs> it'd be that. cool to do that. But I actually wanted all three boys. Hmm. John, wow. um, unfortunately, like most people in middle school, I was bullied, you know, my eighth grade year, mm-hmm. and girls were lying saying I was doing all these wild things that I didn't even know what they were. You know, I was just mm-hmm. so clean cut. 
and I was crying myself to sleep every night and I was like for mm. for a period you know yeah. and I thought I am miserable like if this was my daughter I would want to go up to school and ring some necks and you can't do that yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I thought most of my friends were guys they're just this is a compliment like simpler straightforward say yeah. it like it is move on and so I had mostly guy friends and I was like God, I just want three boys, just three boys. And so I I, I wanted that. Now, and, John, oh yeah, he, he wanted, wanted a girl. girl. But I think if I'd have had a girl, he'd have forgot about me. <laughs> and when you, when you were working full-time as an engineer, you started to have kids, you, which by the way, congratulations on, like I, I didn't realize as a kid how cool that was that my mom oh. got her engineering degree. I didn't realize how hard that was to do. Um, and I didn't realize that you were like a pioneer in that too, because not, very many women went to school and got a civil engineering degree and did what you did. So like kudos, oh. kudos to you, mom. That's no. awesome that you did that. People do a lot harder things. But, but when you started to have kids, why did you decide to quit your job and become a stay-at-home mom? Well, I feel so bad for people that have to work unless they want to work outside the home. You know, some women do, but I, I wanted to raise my own kids. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, but we had some financial issues, so I worked part-time with you and Caleb. I worked 20 hours a week. And um, then with Josh, it was just too much because dad was working lots of hours and all weekend, yeah. and so I stayed home full-time. And then I went back part-time, and, and now I'm full-time again now that everybody's out of the house. But I, I wanted to raise my kids. I thought, why am I having kids if I'm not gonna be a part of their life? You know what I mean? But um, like I said, some people can't afford it. And I don't know how, you guys have said that too. I don't know how single parents do it. I, I don't, Yeah, that would be the most difficult job. And, and people that work outside the home and a single parent, you know, it's just, woo. But anyway, I love being a mom and um, I just had the degree to fall back on and it's it's served us well, right? A few times yeah. that um, dad's had some job challenges, and I could step up, and that's what being a partner is about. Yeah, and you're and, back now. You're back working full time as an yeah, engineer. That's pretty cool for five and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So I've yeah. always worked in a sales capacity. It's performance based, so you can have a good year, you have a bad year, and if you don't have a good year, just like a professional athlete, you know they they can't keep around if you're not driving mm -hmm. in runs or pitching well so yeah in in sales if you're not hitting your numbers you know they they don't keep you so uh that's why i think you guys have been a little gun shy about you know going to sales career you're something different now but mm -hmm. you know i think sales career is a great career but uh sometimes it's pretty tough because no matter what you do sometimes you just can't close that deal and it's it's tough when you look back on memories of raising me and my two brothers and what those times looked like are there are there certain moments that you wish you could go back to? Are there certain times that you felt, oh, maybe also, I was Also, who is working. your most troublemaking child? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already discussed that. Who He's is at it? The mic I, right I wonder now. who it is. <laughs> you. Was that the hardest to race of all the all the boys? I think you just had a lot of questions, okay. and um, I think that's probably the the biggest thing is Caleb didn't ask the questions you asked, <laughs> but you were very curious about how things work and why things happen and. Uh, questions about Santa Claus since this is gonna air right before Santa or before Christmas you were like figuring things out about Santa Claus that other kids your age hadn't thought about and you just I don't know you're just kind of very 
uh, aware of everything that's going on. You ask a lot of questions. I remember drilling you about Santa Claus. Oh yeah. I, I drilled you hard because once I figured everything out, I was like, okay, so then the same must be true about the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny, you know, all these, all these people. Yeah, you challenged your mother big time when you saw a gift in the back of the car. No, that was Caleb, actually. You. Caleb figured it out. For, with me, we, we had an interrogation uh, like room, essentially, in second grade. Me and my buddies, well, it was, we, were in a, we were kind of in like interrogating. We were just like thinking, it was almost like Santa was on trial. And all like me and all my friends were like, okay, what is the evidence? Like, what are you guys seeing in your house that <laughs> oh, makes you think cute. that Santa's real? And we, really, and we started to figure it out. That's so cute. Yeah. And that's no, pretty and advanced to think. Yeah. think and talk like that because a lot of little boys your age that's the last thing they think always, i've just always questioned everything yes. like i wanted i wanted to know why i didn't want to know oh this is just the way we do things i wanted to know the reason why um because i i, I don't know i didn't want You're to just smart. accept that face value this is why we do things and i'm not going to explain to you and that's the, what the everybody said he's smart is why he asked questions you wouldn't stop asking questions and i would answer like 10 in yeah. 20 minutes and then i'm like Okay, I've hit my limit. Mom, just because mother said, we're moving on. Because I was exhausted. How should we approach the birds and the bees talk with our kids? (laughs) I think you let them ask about those things. Don't tell them things they're not ready for. Okay. So what's that call when you wait to them to get to age appropriate where they start asking questions? And don't bring it up and try to force something that's not ready to be exposed to your children. Yeah. What Wait if they don't this. ask? And then just yeah, let what it go. Ne- what if they, but what if they're then like, just let it go. In eighth, no. they're in eighth grade, you know, by eighth grade, they've already figured it yeah. out. In eighth grade, they usually kind of know that there's something going on. So I would ask questions and see where they're at with the thought process, but don't force it on them to, through they're ready, but maybe ask some questions. Yeah. I, I think you're totally right about that. But I almost think that if your kid is getting a little bit older, you need to have a conversation. Yes because you want to make sure they're not learning everything from kids in school or from the internet. Correct. Because I wasn't not... told anything. And yeah. my parents are like, oh yeah, we did. I'm like, I think I would know. If you that would be me. a memorable conversation. Yeah. Did you have a birds and bees talk with your parents, dad? We lived in a kind of away from a lot of other families. We lived in a rural environment. And then we moved to this place in Wisconsin where I had some neighbors and there were girls. And then we were playing spin a bottle and kissing and everything. So then my dad had a conversation about oh, really? the birds and the bees because he knew that we were playing bottle. spin the bottle. And, <laughs> oh, I thought it was because you yeah. were about to say that it was because you live on a farm. And yeah, that's how and a lot animals. of people learned about that. Wow. Yeah. So, so eighth Seeing, grade, we were playing spin yeah. the bottle. And uh, my dad found out that you know, my brother and I were going over to the neighbor's house playing spin a bottle of the girls and he wanted to make sure that we knew that we gotta be careful. Did they have like sex education in school when you guys were kids? No. That wasn't a thing. In high no. school? Not not I don't remember ever. Really? They didn't in high school. school. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure they like gave each kid a banana and were like, here's a condom, here's how you put a banana Which, on. Which why would they even need to do that now that you think about it like Wow. Yeah. What do you mean? Like that seems pretty I don't know. I guess it's straightforward. I know it's probably straightforward, but people, are, kids are stupid, man. Like kids do some stupid stuff. You got to make it pretty. You got to make the instructions pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Make you it think as they clear should use possible. a cucumber and not a banana? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Neither's great. <laughs> okay, enough on that. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Um, Funny. What was the most honorary thing Matt did growing up? I'm just curious. Honorary. Remember something, Henri, that we can share here? On I drew the, the po- American podcast? Idol logo on our carpet when I was five because yeah. I really wanted to be on American Idol. They were kids' markers, but they weren't waterproof. Yeah. Mm. They were permanent. Who has kids' markers that are permanent? And then I, don't know. I think the biggest 
arguments were over this silly helmet. Oh, and now yeah. you're the helmet man. I love. I think helmets are great. It, you guys made your point. But I, I see. I like to have fun safely. I, yeah. I call it safely sending it. So if I'm going to do something fun, mm. I want to make sure I'm doing the most to make to to ensure that I'm safe in case I fall off. Right? Because there's so many stupid ways to die or stupid ways to get paralyzed or right. have a concussion. You might as well throw the helmet on and right. call it a day. I guess probably one of the Henri things he did. He's very um, um, once he gets his mindset, he's going to do it. So when you start dating Abby. And she lived in Quincy. Oh, you were like, yeah, I'm going to go visit Abby. And two hours were, away. Two hours. Gosh, 18 years old, I guess. I was, they started getting, I was about to hours. So you just started driving two years before. And all of a sudden, you're driving by yourself all the way up to Quincy by yourself. These little And you're roads. just taking off. And one time, I think you said, I'm going there. And you're going to like, stop no, me. you're not. No, you're not. And then we'd track you with Life360. Okay. He's almost Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> That was on I night. remember that. And you guys called. Oh, Abby's yeah, you called my parents. And you told them, hey, just so you know. We told Matt, him not to well, go. Well, I didn't want them to think we were crazy. Like, I think it was a school night or something. I think I might have been off school the next day. Or, but I don't she know. She wasn't. I had one month left of school. I, I was know. 18, about to turn 19. I was going into college. And so you guys I were know. saying, no, you can't visit your girlfriend. And I said, I don't know about that. But that sounds drastic when you, you were seeing her like every week. It's yeah. not like we were saying, you I can't say, see. I was old enough to be in college. So I know. Uh, yeah, and that was Matt's, another good move too on that. We can talk about kindergarten that. Kindergarten twice. Kindergarten. My mom held me back. I went to kindergarten too. twice. It wasn't hold back. It was the gift of time. That's right. <laughs> it I, was a I blessing. I could have been medicated though for ADHD. You no, you wouldn't have your creativity. No, it would I could have, have probably stumped. just taken it maybe like a day or two a week. No, I'm well, still one of the neat things you did is you were in the box. And you wanted to ask her to uh, homecoming or something. Yeah. And uh, so Lori helped out with this gift idea. So you showed up, put this box in the front. They've shown it. Yeah, front porch. And they just ended their song that you just released with Abby laughing of you coming out of that box. I thought that was a real cute way to end that. That's so I wasn't trying to narc song. on you, letting her parents know. I wanted them to know we were responsible parents and we were not just allowing you to drive up there because you were going up there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And here you're in high school. You were in love. I was so in love. I was still, still in, love. Is. in love. Yeah. And we're like, we didn't say this was okay. Like, because I knew they weren't letting you drive because it was small little roads. Yeah. It wasn't an interstate. It was pretty dicey. That was all I knew. I didn't not know how to drive on an interstate. Yeah. So how are you guys going to keep this this fire going? That's one of the things that we try to do <laughs> our as a relationship. So, I mean, we're trying to keep, I think, by being a... Um, uh, positive and intentional that's the word mm. intentional, you have to be intentional that, you know i would bring her flowers i'd massage her back every time but there's kind of times we fight but then the makeup is fun too after you've been fighting you can make up and that's fun dad that is so weird what <laughs> the makeup is fun you don't, you don't. i'm not talking about mascara <laughs> i know you're not talking about mascara <laughs> This is where Matt gets it from, by the way. Yeah, yeah that no, totally no, makes I, sense. I'm, you are my I'm intentional to a fault. Actually, I don't like go with the flow. I don't like whatever. But the good part of that is, like, yeah, every night we eat, and he helps me clean up. But then I'm like, okay, are we gonna read a book together? We'll read, you know, and talk yeah. about it, or go for a walk together and talk. We always are intentional about what are we doing together every night, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's important. Now you can't you guys necessarily but once everybody's gone 
you got to at least have your 10 minutes of being intentional mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, with kids. But yeah, it's pretty wild to me just because we don't have a normal perspective on life in a lot of ways, but especially because we work together all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like you guys have your time at night where it's like, this is our intentional time. So it's like, we have to be yeah figuring out where do we put this in the middle of our day but i think it's good that you break away to go work out and then uh matthew does work and even though he's in the house he's is breaking away he's kind of doing some things on his own so i think it's healthy and i think it's healthy once in a while that you do something with some guy friends or have to be on the calendar you know like with you guys having so much it has to be written down it has to be on the phones or it won't happen and you've gone to nashville to do some recording so that's breaking away from family yeah. Do you guys so, have, have like a weekly date night that you have planned every yeah, like Thursday about, you do something? Well, or? we watch like the voice. That's kind of our thing to do. And we, uh, <laughs> we go on, we go on uh, dates either a Friday or Saturday, go on a date. We love to go to Joey B's and sit outside with the fire pits and everything. That's where it feels Josh like, used to work. It's it feels a like you're on vacation. Speaking of Missouri, do you think you'll ever move out of Missouri? I know they're talking about because all these home renovations and we're like, no. I'm like, wait a second. Are you going to leave that Sell house? Sell that thing. Because all of your all of your grandkids are in arizona well we'll see i mean someday i really like the four seasons i like the green grass i like seeing the deer in my backyard i like our house and they make fun of me about the deer deer. he sends me pictures of the deer about every other week i'm like dad i get it you have deer in your backyard squirrels rabbits birdies yeah i hated those deer when i was a seven-year-old i was trying to grow a garden and they kept oh, eating no. all my plants they ate all my tomatoes they ate all, all my potatoes there was a couple summers yeah he really did work hard you were like a little farmer yeah now you use my garden as like a dump dumping ground for all of your grass clippings <laughs> it's actually it's I cannas and elephant ears in it this year no way because the deer don't like cannas and elephant ears i learned that uh those he's became a plant Plant and a bird man. Those plants uh, are not ap- appealing to the <laughs> deer. But yeah, I got like four or five hummingbird feeders and it's fun to watch them. He just sits out there and watches his hummingbird. I'm Is an that old, scary? Old guy. For me, like I'm 25 and when I turn 25, I'm like, oh, frick, I'm a quarter of a way to 100. Like, my life is not infinite and so is that scary to be in your 50s and think okay now i'm having grandkids i don't know you just realize my life doesn't last forever like i I have i have a time clock on this earth so is that is that freaky at all with do i stay in st louis do we move do we do part-time in arizona and part-time in in, um, missouri because that's what a lot of you know snowbirds do what have you guys thought about that well, that's, we're not trying to pressure you. No, we no. will always come back and visit. Yeah, yeah. we will. No, I uh, totally, especially Josh now moving on and you guys having kids. And it's really weird. It's fortunate and unfortunate. At my job, when someone passes, they we get an email and, you know, just to show the visitation and yeah. if we want to send a card or go to the, you know, and I mean, like every other week, someone in their 50s oh is my passing. Gosh. And, um, you know, we're 57 and 59. I don't care. And, uh, you know, whatever. And so that's, that's kind of when I've stepped back and I'm like, I've always been a saver. I've always been saving for a rainy day and always waiting to enjoy this or enjoy that. And I'm like, I'm going to start enjoying things. Like, you know, we've came here a lot, out here a lot yeah. for us because we're always, we're so conservative and saving our money and everything. But I'm like, 
what else are we living for if it's not for our kids and our grandkids? Like, mm-hmm. I want to, if they'll have us, I want to go out there and we'll see them. We'll always have you. Yes. Yeah. But I know someday, if you if you guys stay here, we will definitely be coming. It's just, you know, we have a lot of friends. Yeah. I have my yeah. group of women Bible study, John does, and we just, and our couples, and we just, we have our people, right? But... You're our favorite people. It's just that Aww. we're the favorite kids. No, our no. kids are our favorite people, and oh, our so grandkids, like me, not Caleb <laughs> and, and Abigail, our children. But anyway, it's 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 going to be hard. It's but. a little easier now with the technology to keep up with your family and friends. Yeah. and it's fun to watch you guys do this podcast or in instagrams so i just feel like i'm getting a snippet of what you're doing every day and yeah. i'm almost getting more insight as what you're doing than if i was even out here because you're filming so much that i'm saying <laughs> oh my sick. gosh i didn't realize that this is so important to you and i think that's weird the things that you've done and things that make you laugh like the interview of you interviewing caleb and abigail yeah there's a lot of uh, insight Details. that I learned by watching those videos. It was fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So we're talking about things in that interview that you wouldn't have well, heard we about. Knew wow, a we lot really about... need to communicate better with your parents. Well, some of the stuff you just don't realize because it's the girls to us yeah you know with the birth we learned some of the details she was talking about how she was scared that she could have died and being there alone so long I didn't know that stuff until the podcast I didn't realize that she was that fearful in what was going on and she probably doesn't want to go there and talk about it because it's very scary yeah mm-hmm. so that kind of stuff you know you you see what somebody went through without having to have them address it and bring up those hurts but again. i'd rather be in person yeah but that through didn't TV. allow me to learn about what she went through yeah and how scary it was for her um because you were crying and i was crying watching you cry i was gonna ask if you everybody cried. Oh my was gosh. crying yeah why, why John? is it that dad's the emotional one and you're not mom and i'm just like you i get it from you i'm not emotional because she's mean <laughs> Okay, just you don't have she to. Whoa! You don't have to visually show it to mean that you're not hurt inside. You yeah. don't have to cry. It, I'm hurting inside, but that doesn't mean I have to show it. Do you fight the tears, or they just not? I I cannot fathom not being an emotional person. Um, I don't understand. I think I think since I was raised, um, my dad was pretty tough, and we were all girls at the time when I was home. It was always like, you know, you shouldn't cry, tough it up, and stuff like be tough. Mm. And so that was like considered a weakness, which huh. is sad. That's not right. I mean, but that's how I was raised. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of how Are I your am. Sisters emotional? Um, they're more so than me, but I'm the oldest, so I think it was the firstborn mm. kind of, you know, suck it up for the family. You know, whatever. Aww. But I mean, John's the teary one. I oh know. my gosh, I hate it. Really? I hate no. being emotional. When it's my dad good. died, I was asked to be the one that would speak on oh, his funeral. Gosh. So when I got up there, I started off with a little joke. I thought, okay, if I can get everybody to laugh, it'll help me get through this. So I said, and I'm, I'm serious, there's two things I hate to do in front of people. And I said to cry is one, and the other one is to throw up. And I hope I can get through this without doing either one. <laughs> so that's how I started off. Yeah. So people kind of giggled, and then I got into it. And uh, it was good. just tough to, to talk about somebody you loved and cared for so much, and they're now gone, you're never going to see them again. Oh, That's gosh. horrible. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just emotional, and I guess I become more emotional as I get older. Used to not be as much. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. As you get older, you're getting more emotional. I oh, think so. Softy. It, my cousin told me before he died. He says, "I think it's just as you get more uh, experiences, you become a little more 
um, vulnerable yeah. and you have more experiences. So my cousin Chuck's mom died, my Aunt Ruth, I called up to share my thoughts and feelings and I couldn't even get the words out. I was I was just Aww. tough. <laughs> you know, I was calling to console him. And I'm like, that happens to me. Yeah, that I hate it. I hate it. To me. And you're at a funeral and you're going to see somebody and you're walking through. Sometimes I don't even know the family that well. And I'm yeah. like getting choked up. It's like, this is somebody I barely know and I'm getting, but it's tough when you see other people cry. I think that means you're an empath. Yeah. Is that yeah. what people say? Or at least yeah. empathetic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, your dad, your yeah. That's, my dad's yeah. definitely That's empathetic. me. Like people, yeah. I will go yeah. visit to like send my regards if someone's passed and then they end up consoling me and I'm just so <laughs> mortified. I'm like, no, not. It's I'm not sorry. Yeah, I can't know. control it. This episode is sponsored by Nutrafol. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. It's not only common, it's very normal. So join the thousands of people who are doing something about their hair thinning with Nutrafol. My mom's dad was bald and I'm pretty sure that gets passed down to me. So I'm probably going to go bald. It's interesting days. how it's the mom's dad. I can already see like a little bit going out. That's actually why I started, hey, taking, dude. I started taking Nutrafol because of that too. The hair thinning thing. Yeah, your hair has been thinning just a little bit. I don't really notice it, but Matt's very insecure about it. But... um. I also can say that my hair is thinning because if you've seen our shower wall anytime recently, I just have an art of my hair that Dude, falls yeah, off. Actually, actually it's crazy. There's so much hair on the on the wall in our shower. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically proven to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and strength. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code UNPLANNED. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code unplanned. That's Nutrafol.com promo code unplanned. Now back to the episode. I know mom, we were talking about Abigail and how she felt like she might be close to death when she was giving birth this year. And I think you had a similar experience when you were giving birth to Caleb, my older brother in 1996. What Tell, tell me about that because <laughs> I'm sure you probably could relate listening to the podcast. You were probably freaking out, probably really scared when you're giving birth to, was he, was he 10 pounds? Was he over 10 pounds? 10 pounds, four ounces. Wow. Yeah. That's a and she baby. had a vein coming out of her forehead, pushing <laughs> so hard. And I, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. I was like, and they had the suction cup out and forceps. I'm like, my son, is oh my, my son going to be okay? They don't use those anymore. I don't think is any this, of that. Is this going to be okay? Am I going to lose him? Is he going to be born with birth defects and you know stuff like that happens. I don't know when and, they decide to do a C-section. Oh my gosh, I was scared well, yeah, to Why did death. they not decide to do know. a C-section? I don't we're know. We're young and stupid. We didn't know this was our yeah, first child. We don't, don't go, we don't go like, when did you do a C-section? You know what I mean? And you guys didn't have the internet. Like how did you learn no. about any of this stuff? Did you just no. You had to go friends? to classes. You had to okay. go to birthing classes. you just classes, have faith you know? in the system and your doctor. And, and the, faith in God. And the nurses. and Yeah. But if things don't because this is not supposed to be a perfect world so we're not going to get out of this thing without having well challenges okay so i know i knew he was big but i didn't know how big they just said they thought he was over nine pounds you know josh they told me they thought he was over 10 pounds they did know yeah but um anyway it it was uh my water broke so i said thank you god because i was thinking i wouldn't know i was afraid i wouldn't know you know because they said happening every five minutes for an hour long you know all these crazy things and like so i'm thankful my water broke and um got there and i Were did you have full term 
Yes, I was just a few days before. Okay. Was, and wow. um, uh, you know that whole story. I had him a day before Audrey. Yeah, my and cousin. We had a car phone. I can't believe that John Wait, had like a car phone. I know we called Cindy. Wasn't That's it so weird. Car? It was a built-in car phone, but the technology it wasn't as good as it was. I can't believe. I today. can't think of a, a world without smartphones. That's oh, yeah. so no. weird. That you, oh no. So a car phone but was that a very was cool. It was like thing. a thing in the car, built yeah. in. Yeah. So you called your sister on your car because phone. She was supposed to deliver before me. She was due before me. Okay. And so she was already past her date. So they were going to induce her on Tuesday. And this is Sunday night. My water broke. And I'm calling her at like 11 p.m. And she knew, why would I be calling at 11 p.m.? She goes, you are not headed to the hospital. I'm like, yes. And she goes, and I'm the oldest and she's second. She's like, you just could not let me beat you in one thing. Why yeah. couldn't you let oh, me yeah. win at one thing? Well, you're competitive. You're very I com- am very competitive. When we play family games on family game night, you want to beat everybody. That's why I just sit back and, and don't even if you, play. Even if that I means breaking the rules <laughs> yeah. sometimes. I don't so break when, the rules. When you disclosed to your mom <laughs> that we're going to have a baby, and then right after that, your sister disclosed that she was going to have a baby, your mom was like in big time shock. And then here it is, fast forward, I don't know how many years later, 25 years, you and your brother both disclosed you're going to have babies about the same time yeah and that was and it's on our little video frame in our kitchen Aww. where you guys disclose the fact and griffin's gonna have a baby brother and then they all looked at each other it's like you said it again and it was unbelievable and then you come to thanksgiving a, was it two years ago announcing that you're gonna have a baby mm-hmm. and then uh announcing that you're gonna have another baby the same day and as Caleb this and year Abigail. well that's why we did it at the same time because we knew the story that you guys had with you and your sister oh, being pregnant. So we okay. thought, how cool is this that, yeah, 27 years later, this is happening all over again. Or I guess last year, it had been 26 years last yeah, year. Yeah. So. so Griffin well, and back- CJ are three weeks apart? Something yeah, like that. two or three weeks apart. Yeah. So, so yeah, back, back to me. Back to you almost Not that it's about dying. me, but um, yeah, so I had pushed for hours. I had an epidural, but... You know, they say after a while, okay, now we want you to start pushing. I could not lift this leg because it felt like, I don't want to be too graphic for people that are going to have babies still, but felt like someone was stabbing me with a knife, like right here every time this leg got lifted. So dad had to stand on this side and lift my leg every Mm -hmm. time I pushed because I couldn't do it. (laughs) I wanted him out, but I it hurt too bad. I didn't know if it was a boy or girl. So I'm like holding a hand, talking to her through it. And uh, I, you know, being in medical sales, Ooh. I was in surgery a lot, and I just wanted to see what was going on. So I took a peek, and she's, "You focus on me." I didn't want him <laughs> down there. Squeeze you know, my hand. Like, she goes, "Pay oh. attention." So it hurt, yeah, pretty bad. And um, yeah, like he said, they had the forceps and this thing that looks like a toilet plunger. It looks like a plunger that they pulling, suck. Pulling, uh, and three people Caleb. got on top of me. The and doctor pushing on her abdomen, pushing pulling. on me. It was like unbelievable i was like oh my gosh did they stick the forceps up there to pull caleb no his head head started to come out but he wasn't like the shoulders weren't coming out so they're like pulling on his head and trying to move his shoulders oh and the other thing they had a team in there for him because he had swallowed yeah the what is it called marcosum marcosum marconium what is it called amniotic fluid no no no, no. it was the poop (laughs) there's a better name for it so, so all you people in the medical so world, there was sorry. Like, it, but yes. it like rhymes with marconium, I think. Yeah. I, I can't think of the word right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah, that terrible? Dang. We look silly. Watch the comments, but yeah. we don't know how to and spell so it. And so there was a whole team around his little bed <laughs> when he came out too, because I had to tuck, take that out, you know, so he didn't get that in his lungs. Anyway, so it all worked out fine, but 
yeah, went to weigh him and he was 10-4 and yeah, that was rough. But thankfully, and then they had like this girl that was studying to be a nurse. I couldn't go to the restroom. I kept trying. So then oh, had to get the catheter and and she was practicing and couldn't. And I'm like, can we finally just get someone that knows what they're doing? I'm very sorry. Yeah, you but told I, me she was she was sticking you with a needle to like draw your blood and like run tests on yeah, you or what well, exactly happened? Well, to do the catheter. Oh, she was trying to put the catheter in and she couldn't put it in. Because she was like practicing. You know, she was, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I can't handle any more pain. Can you please get somebody? So here it is. Meconium. Meconium. Aspiration syndrome occurs when a newborn breathes a mixture of meconium and amniotic fluid into the lungs around a time of delivery. M-E-C-O-N-I-U-M. So meconium. I don't know how they This is like that, when we're at dinner do. as a family and somebody says something and then you go on your phone. We're like, what is dad doing? Well, I like to be like, formed. And then five minutes later, you're like, meconium. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like traumatic enough that you were like scared for the second baby? Or uh, obviously not because Matt was 19 months later. Yeah, I okay. guess that's the blessing that you kind of forget. Not forget, but it's not as bad. And uh, it was also wonderful. We we really weren't wanting to have one that quick, but we thought we might have some challenges because a lot of our friends, it took a while for them to have their second baby. I don't know why. We're like, well, we might as well try. But we are blessed that we look at each other and get pregnant. Like every one of you were the first time, the first try. Yeah. So we got pregnant the first try and you were super easy because he was 9'2". Compared to ten four. Oh yeah. So the birth and was a breeze. It was only nineteen months. Okay. Yeah. I won't say what I normally would say. What? What would you You said that I was the runt, right? You came out no. easy. No, I said I've had worse bowel movements. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy. She did everything for you that it's just so hard to fathom. Like That gave me a lot of respect for you guys. Going through raising two boys, like I realized how much you did for me, and I don't think I quite no, have you expressed can't, no. that. Yeah, you need to tell them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, you guys are amazing parents. Like no. you guys did so much no. for me and my brothers, and I don't know if I've well, thank properly you. thanked you for everything you did raising me. And it's about darn time. <laughs> nursing you and for nursing oh, me. You nursed me for months. fourteen yeah. months. Fourteen months. Caleb, wow. 14 I didn't know months. you did 14. I thought you did a year. Yeah, you're no. getting on the school bus and it's like, oh, <laughs> come on. He's got to get on the bus. I don't know where 14. <laughs> Caleb just did 14 and, I, and then I was pregnant with you. So then I was like, oh, I have to, like you were, you know, you have to stop. No. And for the women that can't and it's hard and it, like, I know one of my sisters, it was a difficult thing and they wouldn't latch and, you know, don't beat yourself up and, but I thought it was going to be weird and like, I don't know if I can do this, but I ended up loving it and enjoying it. And because my mind kind of never shuts off and is always working, it was a time that I could felt relaxed, could relax and just enjoy mm. my time with a baby and not feel guilty that I wasn't doing something. Were doing. you working part-time while I was a baby or did you completely go full-time being a mom by then? Yeah, so your whole, until Josh was born, which was four years later, I worked part-time. So those two days that I went into work, I pumped. Okay. I went, it was so weird back then. It was in a restroom. Like, they didn't even have a room for me. But it was the handicap restroom, and it was big, and there was a desk, like, and a chair for me to pump in there. Wow. So I did that um, with Caleb and you, you know. Were you treated fairly as a mom who was trying to work? Like, did you feel as if you had any... 
loopholes to go through or roadblocks yeah, as someone I, who's trying to work and also be a mom? I think especially back then, it was all engineers. It was mostly all men. I think they were respectful. Okay. The only weird thing was having to be in the bathroom, and now it's not that way. There's a real room oh, for a couple nice. of the moms yeah. right where I did in this bathroom next door is a little room for these two mm. women on my floor. So that's awesome. And now they get maternity leave and there's actually paternity leave. Like awesome. I had to use my sick leave and vacation. Wow. Like I wasn't sick, you know, and, but that's okay. I don't, I'm not mad. I'm glad things have gotten better, mm-hmm. you know, for women today. So mm. did you guys have any troubles postpartum? Did you experience any postpartum depression or did you um, have any challenges that you remember from that time after having kids and trying to figure things out afterward she no she did a i think he did a good job i know we were very aware of it there was times and she get headache once in a while but i'm sure there was probably some times when you were uh sad and i think it had to do with a lack of sleep had a lot to do with it because there's a few times that i remember you were just having to push through and she's always been very very tough and uh amazing about not complaining and you know pushing through so but i think it had to do with lack of sleep. At least well, that's Caleb, the way I, I think it. Caleb, I got the infection with the milk. Oh, mastitis. mastitis. Yes, I believe that was with Caleb. And then with Josh, I had the spinal migraine. Yeah, we're leaving a hospital, almost to the parking lot, and a headache was just terrible. She goes, there's something, I can't go home like this. So it was like Thanksgiving Day we were headed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And we went back, they had to do something called a blood patch where they take a little bit of blood out and put it in your back and the headache goes away and that's what they had to do for you but i had three babies you know i had three kids so i did abby have that too did they do that okay i know abby gets migraines a lot kind of like you do no but but. realize i haven't i don't know why but that's something that actually got better with pregnancy oh good i didn't get hardly any migraines the entire time i was pregnant both times wow now you're back to getting them again i think because you had one today you you need to get pregnant again oh my gosh (laughs) oh sorry yeah, um, but yeah, then Josh, even though he was ten five, it wasn't as bad as Caleb because that you know me and my first. But Josh, I went into the doctor four weeks before his birth, and I'm thankful the doctor was gone and the nurse practitioner saw me and she just got off uh, maternity leave and she, I walked in and I always look like Santa Claus. It's just like all here, and she said, "Oh my gosh, that baby is in the tens." And this was a a Friday. And I'm like, you're kidding. And she's like, no, she did all these different measurements and everything. And she's like, yeah, it's in the tens. I want you here Monday to see the doctor. And I'm almost positive you will be induced on Tuesday, the next day. And so on Monday, when I was um, there, the doctor's like, you're not in the tens. She's crazy, all this stuff. Then he looked at the chart, did some measurements. He goes, he's in the tens. Um, I want you here tomorrow. So we came in. He's three and a half weeks early, Josh. They um, took the fluid to make sure his lungs were developed enough. That's all they did was test that. We got a call and they said, they're developed. Come back in. We're going to induce. And then he was born that night. So and you were 36 and a half weeks? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I but it was Griffin. still. He just got back home with his uncle Josh. Yeah, my, my brother's taking Griffin on a, Josh, on a walk through the, the neighborhood. Josh, the 10-5. Yeah, um, so. I'm also so curious because back in your day, like, what did you guys do for birth control? Because IUDs weren't really a thing, <laughs> Matt right? Matt asked his Separate parents bedrooms. everything. 
sent you. Oh, that's why you sleep in separate bedrooms. No, no, separate bedrooms. No. no, but didn't you tell me like when I first mentioned an IUD to your mom? You mom, didn't you say that back in your day there was a big scare with IUDs? Well, she thought you said IDE. Stop it. <laughs> Improved uh, explosive device. Or oh, that's, that's an IUD. IUD. That'd be an IUD. <laughs> Funny <laughs> joke, Dad. That was good. You're wrong. Um, I think it was more like tampons and things had caused different issues with women. Okay. Talk, oh yeah, you. No, yeah. your generation didn't use tampons. No. Which like when it was Abby scary. used, to, I was like, oh my mom. Like I, when I was a kid and I was cleaning your bathroom and cleaning those hairy floors, I always saw your your. You all bring your, this up like you did it daily. All your feminine products would be like next to all of our cleaning supplies, and so I was like, oh, this is this is a pad. Moms use pads, and so Abby using a tampon, and I'm like, this is a completely foreign thing to me. This, yeah. Like a tampon. I guess my mom scared me to death, you know, just because of her generation. You yeah. know, we learned from our moms but um yeah and then I tried the pill a few times but I it made me feel really bad I just yeah. didn't feel myself and felt I yeah. felt fine yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, over like a so, anyway but after three boys dad always said I will take care of it There's so you no, never once thought me too maybe we want a fourth well, I did, and he said, no, no, no. Oh, we, you did. Well, actually, after the two, kind of like you guys, when you were exhausted, uh, when Matt was born, yeah. Dad was like, I think this is enough. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You promised three. You promised. I said, let's just okay. give it a time. Give it time. And you and did. Then, you gave it a decent amount of time. Yeah, four, four, four years. years. They're four years apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said eight. I was like, the other day, I was like, <laughs> Abby. like, double that. I was like, you know what? I just but realized, we I started like, later. We could have children in our 30s. Maybe we could have another kid. Eight years from now. I, so that's I think what I was it's better to have them closer in age well, than not. have them that far apart. Well, that's what I thought too until I had to. And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I think it's easier as time goes by because when Kayla was born, help. Help. he needed a lot of attention. And then you were born and it was tough until 18 months. You got to be so. about three, two, three years old. And you guys were entertaining each other and playing you with would one just another. Sit there and, play. and it took a lot of pressure Ew. off mom. Yeah. But yep. then dad went and got the chop chop. Um, we actually went to see the doctor right after Josh was born. And he said, he got yeah. the chop chop. Yeah, that's I was like, I cannot you call, what you call that chop chop. She does. And, but what, how long do we have wait a year? Yeah. They want you to wait about a year to make sure the baby is a year old before you go through the vasectomy. Cause if something happens, uh, then you might want to have another yeah. child. And if you are, they said, we know you're then, not replacing it, but some people are so sad. It's just what they want. So we don't want to rush into this. Which they asked me when I got my C-section if they wanted to tie my tubes. Wait, actually? They had, yeah, they said I had to sign the paperwork and I was like, wait, I was wait, like, no, whoa. I was like, absolutely do not wait, do that. That's actually- crazy. But then they said that because I'm so young, that even if I said yes, they would have really, really pushed back on okay. it. Okay. Oh, because, yeah. Because you're not well, your I, right mind. Either. I know, but isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought about that with you getting an IUD again. I thought, well, maybe I could just get a vasectomy because they are reversible, but I did some research you don't and need it's to not, go into all it's that. It's not 100% accurate though. So and you can be super painful. Oh. It is? Mm-hmm. We have a friend that did. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh rever- painful to reverse, to reverse but not to get it, it done. Reverse. Not the original. Yeah. Oh, okay. My, reversing My friend, pain. he had it done. It's like, like being kicked in the groin by a horse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have no sympathy. I'm sorry. Me neither. <laughs> sorry. No. No. Just wait. Yeah, I don't wait. blame you. I don't blame you. Just, but no, you will do it. It's the least you can oh do. Oh, my gosh. Of course I'll do it. I saw. That's I what dad said. I still can't believe. Like, I'll hold your The hand. whole concept of yeah. birth is just so crazy to me. It's just so. Matt scarred more than me. I, I'm, I'm so I'm so thankful for Abby doing that because I I saw everything happened and yeah what are your what are your favorite memories 
of being parents? Favorite memories of us? I think just seeing you guys interact with each other and then watching some of those old videos yeah. of how you reacted. And I think uh, when we took the pacifiers away from you guys and uh, we had the binky fairy come and take the pacifiers away and having a, a flyer at the, I think it was like Easter time, saying that the binky fairy came, took the pacifiers and you got these gifts. And you guys you know, bought into that and that was fun. And just, I don't know, just watching how you guys interact with each other in some of the videos, it was just fun. I think yeah. your best memories, I think, are probably between when the kids are about two to about seven, but then it's just different mm-hmm. fun things, you know? Different faces. Wait, the Binky Fairy, that, he's real, right? Yeah. <laughs> just making sure, because we didn't talk about that one. That was mainly for Caleb. He just oh, yeah. would not stop with the Binky. But it was fun watching you. I was reliving this when you were in a show at the Muni Sound of Music, and I was scared to death and you had a solo, and the, 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 that show is the largest outdoor theater, I think, in the country, right? The well, Muni? It, yeah, it's the largest outdoor musical theater in, in North America. And here I am, I don't know, about 15 rows from center, watching you on stage and performing. And you were a you nervous were, wreck. Oh, my gosh. And you were up there singing and dancing and did a great job. And this is right before he found out he had a tumor in his back. So you're in pain and you're pushing through it and you did a great job. And like two weeks later after that performance, we found out you had a tumor and you had to have major surgery in your back. And uh, I don't know, that was a very proud moment to see you up there on stage, having learned all those lines and perform and just knock it out of the ballpark in pain. And you just loved it. And it was just very proud of you. Something you told me uh, a couple months ago was you miss when me and my brothers would hide in the kitchen when you came home from oh my work, gosh, and we'd, and we'd so jump fun. out and scare you and you pretended to be scared every single time. Um, and now with Griffin, when I when I play with him and I jump out and scare him and he giggles and laughs, like I can't help but think about that same memory yeah. that you had with us. Yeah. We had like this half wall. So yeah, you yeah. could hear you coming in the garage and we'd hide behind, you guys yeah. would hide behind the and wall. And mom coordinated that. She goes, oh, dad's home, so hide and surprise <laughs> him. And you'd come out and say, hey, dad. And it was so fun. And you blink and they're... Six two, yep. six three. So sad. But now I'm enjoying my grandchildren and uh, enjoy seeing you guys together. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're I blessed. Think, I think being a parent is gonna make me more emotional. I think it already has. Oh yeah, it has. Like, he started getting a little tired. a boy. But but I'm telling you, you'll get more emotional yeah. as a grandparent. And that's that's the thing. My sister asked me. She said, "I don't get it. Like all of our friends that are having grandkids, they're like, it's so good. It's." So, I said. Well, it's because as a parent, even though you're playing, you're thinking, yeah. I need to make dinner, I need to fold this laundry, I need to do mm-hmm. this. You're not fully just there, yeah. you know, especially me, and it's hard to shut my brain off. But as a grandparent, I don't have to do anything else. I can just play and do what I want. You know what I mean? I don't have to yeah. make dinner. I don't have to do the laundry or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that it's it's so awesome. Dirty diaper. Here you go. It's wonderful. Well, you guys are amazing parents. You guys are really really Thank good you parents. for well, thank you. always and being there. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Thank you for coming Thanks. on. You guys are the most supportive. You guys are like the most supportive people of anybody for us. And even when we even we had like 100 20, we I think we had like <laughs> 
10... sharing our videos on Facebook. <laughs> on, you guys shared our videos on Facebook when we had like 10 subscribers on YouTube. And I bumped you up to like 15, I think. <laughs> it, it, was so just, it was just so sweet. And also and, just think about how different each of your boys are. They're vastly different, all three of them. Yeah. And you support each of them where they're at so well and just encourage them and... You're just, you're willing to talk about anything with them and just always, Thanks. you guys also always seek advice from other people and are very humble in that way and just. Thanks. Yeah. Really good. Especially, parents. especially you dad with advice. I think you've always been very humble and asking for how you could be better, how you could be a better dad. Oh yeah. You ask that um, all the time. Just not just. Yeah. And, to and, your kids. And it's just an yeah. honest question. I really respect yeah. that, that you don't try to pretend that you have it all figured out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I learned as an adult. Like it's almost as if there's really no real adults in this world. It's it's (laughs) as if the adults are really just the bigger kids and we, we act like we have it all figured out, but we don't, you know? Well, we made a lot of mistakes for sure. But yeah, I do think the one thing we did pretty good, like you said, um, I had my three, me and my two sisters, the three of us are the same age difference of us, our three boys, like Mm -hmm. exactly. And my dad meant it well, but like wanting us all to be the same, do this, do this. And I was like, oh, we want them to be individuals and their strengths. And they all three have different strengths and they're great. So they can all be who they want to be and we'll support that. I feel like that's the greatest goal as a parent is to just like help your child find their own strengths and Mm -hmm. just how to build those up. And And love that. And love that. So we're videotaping this. The day before Thanksgiving, so we have a lot to be thankful for. So thank you for being great um, parents, and uh, thank, thank you for all the things Hosts. that you do for us. And I'm looking over here, so I get emotional because I do that a lot, and uh, we couldn't be happier. And I'm so blessed to be out here in Phoenix Aww. visiting with you, the Aww. two of you. And this will probably air sometime right before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> we love our family we love this opportunity to share our times together and stay hey, here let us know if my parents should start a podcast maybe maybe they'll have to i think i'd get canceled in two days <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. too emotional well if you guys haven't already gotten your what's up yeah. dudes merch we'll have it in the description it's also available um like i think there's like the shop on youtube if you're watching on youtube you can literally just like go right underneath it's the video right there. and it's literally right there um and it's also at unplannedpodcast.com did you know that we have our own website now unplannedpodcast.com i wow. heard you on a call say that yesterday isn't that cool we love you guys and as always three two one peace out dudes everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.